scoot down, scoot down, scoot down. Good job. Yep, scoot down. Awesome. And you guys scoot in. You're going to be a football player or something. Alright, can you guys let Sean come to the... No, actually he's by the mic, so that'll work out really good. Are you ready? I think no, we might have more. You're good. Oh, yeah. to welcome everybody to Sunday school. I'd say we're thankful for all the kids. We got a great group of kids this morning and uh, I love to hear them sing and I love even more that one day hopefully that they're gonna be able to come down and know what they're singing about. Um, we're thankful for the week that we had. Um, it just God really blessed our church and I just hope we keep rolling in and keep going and uh, just help our teachers and uh, we'll ask Brother Mike to dismiss the Sunday school.
appreciate being in God's house this morning, and I've appreciated it every night this week. Uh, I got, <clears throat> I told my wife a couple, two or three days ago, I said, my, my hip was hurting. I said, I think I've been standing up too much, so I sat down a little bit last night, but uh, it's been a great revival, and uh, it helped me a whole bunch, and uh, it helped the church a bunch, and uh, I told Billy Ray and some of them out there a while ago, he asked me how I was going to teach this lesson. I said, I think I'll have Doug play Wednesday night's tape over. <laughs> but the preacher preached on this a little bit, well, a whole lot really, Wednesday night and Thursday night both. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll do what we can, and, and by the help of the Lord, and if, if the Lord don't help us, we ain't got no help anyway. Uh, we're in the 32nd chapter of the book of Genesis, and uh, if you go back uh, to the, 20, the 27th chapter, the first verse said that Isaac was getting old and, he, it, and his sight got dim. He couldn't see. So he more or less was blind. And uh, he... He told Isaac, now Jacob had already took it, uh, Esau's birthright. They, you know the story, we had that in the lesson. But uh, he told Esau to go, go hunting, get him some venison, fix it like he liked it, and, and bring it to him, and he'd eat it, and then he'd bless him. And uh, Rebecca, them boy's mother, heard, heard him say that, and she went and told Jacob, said, now you go get, you go get two kids out of the flock and you fix them, and, uh, and, and I'll fix them just like he likes it, and you take it in and get the blessing. And uh, it's beyond me how people can make that much difference in these these boys were twins, and uh, uh, Isaac Isaac uh, loved J uh, Esau, and, and she loved Jacob. I don't I don't understand that. And uh, but anyway, she helped. She helped, uh, to make a long story short, she helped Jacob deceive uh, Isaac, and. Uh, she, she even fixed him gloves or something with, out of the goat skin so he'd be hairy like Esau. Esau was a hairy man. And uh, so he, he and, and, and she gave him some of Esau's clothes so he'd smell like Esau. And uh, so he deceived his father and got the blessing. Well, when, when Esau come back and found out about that it made him it made him mad and he he's threatening to kill him he said now more or less he said I'll, I'll I'll wait till after my father dies and then I'm going to kill him and uh which they thought maybe Esau was going to die any time then but Jacob left they Rebecca had Isaac, had Isaac to send him back to her brother's house to 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 get a wife, and uh, so he he left, and uh, and he was gone for fourteen years, maybe a little over. And when he come back, Isaac was still alive because they had his funeral after just a little while after he come back. But uh, so he and the, and the preacher preached this week. Uh, 
that Jacob had to get right with God. Uh, how many of and I, I had a I had a thought. There's a scripture. Uh, there's a scripture said talks about God. God told Jacob to go back to his country. And uh, you might say, well, if 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 he wasn't right with God. How was God talking to him? Have you ever been wrong before? All of us have. I've had God tell me I was in the wrong place, that I needed to get back where I belonged. And uh, it's the same way with Jacob. God, God visited him. You need to get back home, boy. And uh, so, but now he was scared. Anytime, anytime that God gives you something to do, if it don't make you nervous and make you scared, you better set, or, set and wait on him a while. I never have. I never have had God just give me a, a, a testimony, just a, a real simple, just saying, I, I'm thankful I'm saved. Uh, I've never, I've never had God give me anything to do that didn't make me nervous and uh, uh, apprehensive about me. It, it always, it always, it worries me all the time if I got to try to do something for God that I ain't going to get myself out of the way and do it right. And there's a right way and a wrong way. And the Bible said, watch thy foot when thou goest to the house of God. Be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do wrong. They sin. If, if, I'm, if I'm trying to do something for God and it's coming out of here, it's not in the right spirit. Now, naturally, we've got to use this brain a little bit, but it's got to come out of here, right out of our heart. And and it has to be directed by God. I can't I can't make up something out of here. Now I I try to study I try to study these Sunday school lessons and, and we're supposed to. The Bible said, Study to show thyself approved a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We've we're supposed to study. And that involves this this up here. And I, I got some references wrote down here, and maybe I'll read some of them, maybe I won't. Uh, sometimes I try to quote them a little bit, and once in a while I have to read them, but hardly ever do I use any of them. I mean, I use them, but hardly ever read them. I, I guess just writing them down helps me to remember some of it, but... We gotta, we gotta do the, all that we can. And Terry, if he didn't never study his Bible, he wouldn't know what to preach. If, if he, God give him a, God could give him a subject to preach on, and if he didn't know what it was about in the Bible, he wouldn't be able to preach much. So we gotta, we gotta study. And by the same token, I believe. That that's an obligation for every child of God. If if I don't study my Bible, and of course I, most of us here have been in church for years, and uh, we've listened to Terry preach ever since he's been here, and 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 bunch of people. You know, we've we've heard all kinds of real good preachers preach. And we learn things from them. But if if I don't if I don't never get in my book and read it for myself, how do I know what they're preaching means the right thing? And uh, I've heard I've heard preachers say some things a time or two that wasn't right, that wasn't according to the book. And uh, 
I can, I can look, I can kind of look over that because I've been there and done that. And uh, uh, I remember, I remember one time, and I don't even remember what the scripture was about, but I was talking about it, and, and of course I had it plumb wrong, and somebody straightened me out on it. And I was glad of that. And, uh, but anyway, Jacob, Jacob went away. He left because he was scared of Esau. He's afraid Esau is going to kill him. And uh, he went. He went to. He tricked. He tricked Isaac. And uh, he went. He went to Laban's house, and and he he, he met Rachel before he got there. And he made a deal with her dad. He'd work seven years if he'd give her to him for his wife. And he agreed to that. Well, he worked the seven years and, and uh, they had they had the big party and everything and and uh, he brought he, he brought his wife to him and evidently in the dark. Because when they got up in the morning, it, it wasn't Rachel, it was her sister. She was the older daughter, and he said, we, we can't give the younger one away first. So he made a deal to work seven more years for Rachel. So he was there 14 years, maybe a little over. And he, helped, he had 11, 11 sons. And uh, by by those two wives and and their two handmaids, they was four. They was four of the women, and he he had children by. And uh, and I was telling my wife, uh, regardless of how many people had a hundred and fifty wives or whatever, it never was right. Oh. Uh, I appreciate my wife. Me and her is one flesh, and uh, I don't. I don't think you could be one flesh with a whole bunch of women or men, either one. And uh, but anyway, what I what I was going to say. Jacob deceived his father. And got the blessing. Laban deceived Jacob and made him work extra for for his for his wives and so on. But then Jacob had things fixed some way. Uh, he had a deal with Laban that uh, certain of the cattle would be his. I, I don't remember exactly how they done that. Some way they was marked or something, they would be his, and uh, so he had he had some way of fixing it up so the most of them were that way. So he ended up leaving when he left there. He took a lot of his father-in-law's cattle and sheep and whatever, and uh, they went a ways, and and Laban followed them. Because they, they snuck off in the night. And uh, so he got his guys together and come after them. And his excuse he used was that they'd, they'd stole some of his gods. And uh, and that, that had happened. But Jacob told him, said, now you, you look, you're free to, you can look all over the camp. And whoever whoever took them, we'll deal with. I don't remember exactly how they said that, but Rachel was the one that stole his gods, and she was pregnant at that time with Benjamin, I believe. And uh, when he come to her tent, she had them gods underneath the seat that she was sitting in, and she told her father she wasn't able to get up, and so she stayed there, and he didn't find them. 
but she did have them. And uh, so anyway, they, they went on and he, let me read. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his 11 sons and passed over the brook Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. He sent everything he had across the brook, and he stayed on that side. Uh, and he divided them into two companies. And because uh, he was uh, he was afraid of Esau, and now he'd sent a uh, somebody to Esau to tell him he was coming. He had uh, all kinds of cattle and whatever. And uh, what the guy come back that. Come back to him and said, uh, told him, said, Esau's coming to meet you with 400 men. And he scared him. He figured, he figured he's coming for war. And uh, so he, he got to praying. And uh, and I got there. Well, anyway, he he was praying, and uh, then that night when he wrestled with the angel. Did you ever, did you ever have something that was bothering you real bad? And this was bothering Jacob bad. He was scared to death. He's going going to die, and his whole family and all of them probably. Did you ever have something was, was bothering you that bad, or as bad as you would think that would be, and and wrestle with God about it? I mean, pray. Really get down humble before God and try to pray about it. Now, first of all, I've I've had I've had these kind of experiences. I've had things that was bothering me, and I had to wrestle with me to get me where I could talk to God. I mean, you can't, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. If you're trying to live right, and if you've been saved, you're a righteous man down in here. But you've got to, you got to have your hands clean, and I mean, be in fellowship with God. That's what I'm talking about. In order to get a prayer through to heaven, unless you're repenting. And uh, so, there's been a lot of times that I've I've wanted to talk to God bad about something, and get down, and just make a noise. I know it didn't go nowhere. And I had to, I had to keep on and keep on and keep on, till I got me where I could pray. And then sometimes I remember I could probably count, I don't know how many different people that's members of this church or been members of this church that I that I've had burdens for in the past when when they were lost. That I I prayed for for years. I don't. I couldn't tell you how long. Some of them for a long time, and kind of almost about got discouraged. Figured they were never going to move, and eventually God worked it out. The right time come, and God called them, and they got saved. Now it wasn't, wasn't necessarily because I was praying for them, but I'm just I'm just saying, God don't always answer my prayers right when I right when I pray, and once in a while, he'll he'll answer our prayers before we pray. And uh, it's a. Uh, I like it when we come to church 
and things start off like this 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 revival ever night. The meeting ever night started off the choir singing and on top of the mountain, right from the seemed like right from the first song all the way through. God blessed them real good. And uh, that wasn't, and I, I'll say this, that, I started to say that wasn't because I was praying, but now, every, every, every day before I come to church, I was praying, and I believe a bunch of other people were too. And God blessed us. The, 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 I quoted that scripture in James, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And God will answer our prayers if they come out of here. If we can humble our hearts. Now, I, I use me for example a lot of time. People probably get tired of hearing me talk about me, but when I study these Sunday school lessons, I try to pray and say, Lord, I need your help, which I do awful bad. But then I, I get to thinking, Lord, help me to get where you can help me because you already promised you would if I if I come with my part. And uh, so that's that's where we're at. It's it's in me if if there's any failing done, it's me. God, God don't fail. He gave us a promise, a bunch of promises, and He'll never, He'll never renege on any of them. And uh, but anyway, and Jacob was left left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. All night he wrestled. And uh, Jacob was saying, uh, the angel was saying, turn me loose. And he said, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to turn you loose till you bless me. Uh, I remember, that reminds me of a, one time, and I've told this before, but I was sitting right on the end of the bench here, maybe over on Albert Street. I don't remember it exactly when it was but I was sitting right there on the end of the bench and I was dry as a chip as the saying goes and I was trying to pray Lord I need a blessing I need to feel your spirit and nothing wrong with praying that but I wasn't getting nowhere I mean I, I didn't feel like the Lord was even listening to me and I I finally come to the conclusion, Lord, and I prayed this. I said, Lord, if you can't bless me, bless the church. And he filled my cup up and run it over. I was, I was worried too much about me and not enough about the whole operation. And uh, so it's not about me all the time. Some, now, God, sometimes God will answer that prayer for us. But right at that time, it wasn't timely for God to just bless me. He, he wanted to bless the church, and he did. And uh, so it's the attitude of our heart. Anybody got anything? And now let's, let's talking about the angel that he wrestled with. 25th verse said, And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint, and as he wrestled with him. Now, when he saw that he prevailed not, God, God knows everything, and He knew that the angel was going to wrestle with him all night. He knew that he was going to put it, Jacob's thigh out of joint. He knew all those things ahead of time. But he, he put this in the book so that we could understand what was going on. 
And uh, so he prevailed not. He put Jacob's thigh out of joint, and the preacher said, uh, preached about your limp. And uh, I guess we've all got our different traits God's give us, and we've all got our different abilities that God's give us, or maybe disabilities. But everything, everything that we have or are, and, and everything that we, we own, we could say it that way, everything we own in this world belongs to God. I don't have a thing that God didn't give me. And I, it, sometimes we in the flesh, we say, well, I, I worked for 40 years, I, I earned that. I wouldn't have worked for 40 years if God hadn't made me able and give me a job to work at. There's, there's people, I, I hear the uh, fella on TV, I think, talking about how blessed we are in this country. And he said, you need to, if you don't believe that, you need to go to Haiti or some of these other countries where people ain't got nothing. You said, you ain't seen poverty. So God, God's blessed us beyond measure. And I'm talking natural right now. And I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't claim to be rich, but I've got a lot more right now than my dad ever had. And, and he worked as long as he was able. And worked some when he wasn't able. But uh, God's blessed us. And our blessings that God's given us belongs to him. The Bible said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. So what do we got that's not his? And the only thing I had that I could call mine was my soul. And in 1956, I come out of the seat over on Albert Street in the little block building and I gave that to God. I might not have said those words, but that was my intent when I come when I come to the altar. And and God saved me. And I ain't I ain't proved all the all the time during my life since then that I belong to him. But I hope I have enough to help somebody. Because that's why we're here. And I believe I believe God will leave us here just as long as, as we can help somebody. And uh, I've, I've known people in my life that got old and wasn't hardly able to do nothing. But they still, they still served the Lord the best they could. And it, it had an impact on people, and still is. Leonard Mason laying on the front bench had an impact on people. And my grandpa's, I've told that over and over, but you go see him and he raised his hand. He couldn't even move, hardly raise his hand, saying, ain't the Lord been good to us? And uh, probably wasn't long before he died. And God's, God's been good to us. And he'll, he'll bless everything you do, everything you lay your hand to, if you, if you bless him in everything you do. Anybody got a comment? And he said, let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. Jacob meant supplanter or deceiver, something on that order. 
And, uh, and he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. Now, as, as wrong as we've been in our life, and I know everybody, everybody here has sinned and come short of the glory of God since you got saved. We all have. That don't give us an excuse, but we have. And uh, uh, we've had to repent. Paul, the Apostle Paul said, I die daily. I believe he's talking about repenting. And uh, we... We have to, we have to keep, we got a battle, a warfare. The devil, when, when we got saved, Satan was down in here. And, and Jesus come in and bound him up and his goods with him and cast him out into the earth. Now that wasn't out on Main Street or out here on Yoder Road. That was in this earth right here. He's going up and down in the earth, this thing, seeking whom he may devour. He wants, he wants to mess my life up and your life up so that we can't help nobody. And if we'll follow him, he, he's accomplished what he, wanted, what he set out to do. If we'll do evil, talk bad about somebody, Whatever. He's accomplished, he's accomplished what he set out to do. And we've all been wrong at some time or other. And I, I think all the time my mind goes back to the time that I got saved or right in that area of time and I, I try to remember the people that was in the, in this church at that time and uh, that some of them a lot of them maybe maybe all of them I don't know the heroes to me was they perfect no but they were saved and uh the the preacher was talking. Preacher was talking uh, sometime about uh, the choir, and uh, was that a require a requirement to be a member of this church to be be able to sing? And uh, this church, ever from even from back when I was a kid, had good real good singers. real good people and we've had we've, we've, we've got a real good pastor right now one of the best and uh, but we could go right on back to when I was a kid and we've had some of the best that God ever called we, and we've had I was bragging on them people back there. Them were some of the best people ever lived, in my opinion. But now that's been 60-some 60, 60 years ago. And all of the years down from then down to now, this church has been blessed with some of the best people that ever lived. And still is. I love the Lord because... And and we, you take you couldn't number the blessings after that because now uh, uh, David was talking about getting saved when he said that, but getting saved was just the beginning. What? How great? How great? Those I, I got saved when I was fifteen years old. And when I've tried to live right, which is, I tried the, I've tried that most of that time, I guess. I've, I've been wrong a lot of times, but 
when I've tried to live right, it's the best life there is. God's blessings are beyond measure. And He blesses, He blesses this church and has beyond measure, and He does that for a reason. There's some people living right. And he wants, and if we're living, if we're living where we ought to be, then God can reach out to our people and give them opportunity to come and be saved. And that happens all the time. And that's that's what church is about. So he changed, he changed Jacob's name. Now, Jacob, Jacob had already been saved. Uh, I don't know exactly when, but you remember he, when, he, when he left his father's house and was headed for Laban's, one night he, he laid his head on a stone for a pillar and he saw the ladder going to heaven. He said, this is none other than the house of God and the gateway to heaven. And uh, so he made an altar there and worshiped the Lord. And uh, uh, Terry talks about, some. I've heard him talk about them tiles on the floor in that little block building. And uh, that that building wasn't much. I mean, it was just a concrete block building. And as uh, uh, far, as, far as looking at it, it wasn't much to look at. But that's the greatest place in my life. That building, we've, we've said this before, that building's gone. There's a parking lot there now. But what got the works that got done there is eternal. What what he done for me down in my soul in that little block building will last forever. And uh, the same way here. Somebody there's been a lot of a lot of things done here that's eternal. said, Thy name shall be no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And when we got saved, we became a priest and a king unto God. And uh, you might say, well, I don't, I don't feel like a king or a priest. God gave, God gave you the power over this fellow right here through the spirit now you've got to depend on God but through the spirit he gave us power over this man he told us to keep ourselves unspotted from the world and he, he said come out from among the world and be you separate he left, the, he left that up for me when he saved me, he saved my soul. He sealed it till the day of redemption. It's going to heaven. No way, no way around that. And this thing here, one of these days will be changed. You change this vile body, make it like his glorious one, and we're, go to, we're going to heaven. But the sin's got to be gone out of here. But that, while I'm living here, he told me to keep myself clean. And uh, so he gave me power to, to, over, over that to do that. Now, everybody here has probably had this experience. 
Did you ever have the devil riding you so bad you had to get a hold of God? Say, Lord, I need some help. I couldn't tell you how many times. But every time, and one, one in particular, I, I hadn't been saved very long, and I've told this till everybody's probably got it memorized, but uh, I come home from school, I hadn't been saved long. Wasn't nobody home but me. And I, the devil had been bothering me all day, and I went in the bathroom, got on my knees. I said, Lord, I need some help. I can't handle this. And I got up, and there was a, we had, back then we had visitors leaflets. We give out to visitors in Sunday school with a lesson on them. And the memory verse on that lesson, and I can't quote the whole thing, I don't guess, but it says, I'll not have you tempted above what you're able for where if ever temptation there's a way made for your escape. And Satan was gone and my cup was full. And God God was showing me right there. I, I was just a kid, but he showed me right there that he could handle whatever my trouble was. And, uh, and if, if, if you've got a problem, take it to the Lord. He can handle it. If you can, if you can get your heart humble and talk to him, He'll take care of you. Anybody got anything? And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And uh, the only one, the only only per person's got the power to bless anybody is the Lord, and uh, uh, he's got a he's got a storehouse full. And I love that scripture in the book of Malachi. I think maybe about the third chapter, but uh, he, where he said, "Try me and see if I won't open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you'll not be able to contain." Now, people say, well, he's talking about tithes and offerings. Uh, tithes and offerings ain't talking about money all the time. That's talking about what I owe God. And if you, if you get right down to it, I owe him all that I am or ever will be or ever have been. And how could I repay him? I can't. I can just I can just do the best that I can and hope that he's satisfied with it. And I'll, I'll say this. If, if you're doing the best you can at what God told you to do, then he's satisfied. If he's blessing you for doing that, he's satisfied. And uh, if we're doing something that we're being condemned about, we need to we need to get home. Get out of that far country. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And uh, We could, all, we could all probably say that we've come face to face with God. We might not have seen him with these eyes, and we didn't. But I've seen, when I remember the day I got saved just like it was yesterday. And the preacher, the preacher preached to me, and when the gospel told me I was lost, it showed me Jesus. Now, I didn't see him with these eyes. It was, this was all down in here. He preached, he preached out of the 16th chapter of Matthew, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And God made that real to me. And that's still real to me. The most real thing in my life. And uh, I, I can understand why David said, I love the Lord because he heard my prayer and my supplication. 
and uh, where he brought me from. I wasn't a real bad person, I didn't think. But after the preacher preached that day and God convicted my heart, I felt like I was an awful bad person. I was lost. I was going to hell. And God, God fixed that for time and eternity. And I've never, I've never felt that way again. I'm out of time, I think. I can't hardly see the clock, but I think I'm out of time.